We're coming to you live with another episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. I'm the host here, Two Chains. I'm here with my two good fellas, here with my homie and the giant crab, Jamal. What's up, fellas? Uh, not much. How are you, man? Good, good. Another Thursday night back at it again on the Big Gold Belt. That's right. Bars. Bars. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk, talk about some bars tonight. We got to talk about some bars. Anyway, let's just get the stuff we're not going to talk about out the way. TLC is this weekend. I hope you guys enjoy it, and I hope the people online who's complaining about it having too many matches are pretty much um, feel like they're getting ripped off by paying their $10 a month by having a stack of full pay-per-view card, as if there's a such thing as too much content or too many matches. So you know, it's, it's, it's weird nowadays. If people just find the things to complain about. When back in the day, um, people were paying, what, $50, $60 for a pay-per-view? And yeah. that, that, that was that was just fifty bucks in the U.S. Uh, the Canadians pay more, and the British paid a lot more. Yeah, I, I don't know. People just be finding anything. To There's about. twelve matches on this card. Yeah. Oh, it's full. <laughs> it's super full. It's happening. So, oh I, dear. I just don't. You know. I don't oh well, you know much. what? They are doing Raw and SmackDown together, so that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, either, I forgot either, about that. Either still, like, come on now, like, let's whatever. Um, also, too, um, something else to just get out the way. Um, the, the the UK, the NST UK division just uh, announced their tag team division. Those belts look absolutely amazing. You guys seen them yet? No, I have not. I, I saw them. I'm going to have to disagree with you. I'm not a fan of what I've seen of them so far. It looks like someone threw up on a plate and they stuck it on a piece of leather. But So it's the I, Raw title? Oh, no. No, 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 no red leather yet. Not no red leather on them. <laughs> but the, just from what I could see of the centerpiece, it looked, you know what it looked kind of like to me? It reminded me of like how the new ROH title looks, where there's a lot going on with it, a lot of line work and a lot of detail that it might just be the way the light's hitting it. But just my initial impression was it was way too busy looking to me. Yeah. I mean, like in this one grainy photo that I'm looking at, it is, it's too detailed. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta see a better. I gotta see him a better look at him. I like the ROH title, so maybe that's why it was easy for me to uh, to kind of gravitate towards it. But compared um, to the other titles, it's it's nowhere near as simplistic as like the NXT Championship or um, the uh, what the hell is that thing? The North American Championship or whatever. It's it's a lot, but you know. Yeah. Cool. And uh, and then was the other thing is too. Um, yeah, there's a ton of people down at the performance center right now for uh wwe's last trial for the year um notably a uh, friend of the show lady frost is down there um penelope ford is down there another name that uh, people know and then there's some um ex ufc fighter that's down there um um but ton of people so we'll see if any new talent comes out of this this last hurrah that they're trying to put together before the end of the year um, but yeah, let's let's get into our topics for tonight. So number one, uh, we've, I mean, we've been very adamant about how shitty raw ratings have been um, <laughs> over the last few few weeks, maybe a few months or whatever. Um, they hit a new historic low, um, and cool. But I did watch SmackDown, and um, SmackDown. I don't know. For me, it started off like totally different. Like the 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 narration of the show or the the storylines that they were talking about. All cool, so it just it just felt like a different tone. But more importantly, what SmackDown did this week, which was hella cool, was that they announced a big match, a never before match, like literally never before match. Um, and without Michael Cole, you know, uh, definitely being the focal point of that. Um, but because this match, um, and also because this match was was special because it, it featured someone from another brand. So we we got Mustafa Ali versus Daniel Bryan, and I remember when I saw it uh, pop up from WWE's Twitter, I was like, "Wait, what?" 
and nothing but positive reviews uh, uh positive excitement and people from um everyone who who noticed it and a lot of uh a lot of talent was very vocal about it as well too and nonetheless it was a great match and i think it was it's just really cool to see um people not uh stuck in prison behind those purple ropes and being able to work against talent that they're just as equally as good as if not better and um it was absolutely a really good match but um and you know we talked about it in the weeks before about people from nxt going down to um evolve and working matches and NXT, and people from um nxt uk working wsw max matches and um progress matches so um this is something that i'm very excited for and i hope they continue to do it more but more or less i bought my question to you guys is do you think that raw needs to quickly take this method if they're going to try to bring any type of excitement to monday nights it, it won't hurt for them to do it the thing is though i don't think it would make any difference in what is happening as far as the raw rating goes um Bringing Mustafa Ali to SmackDown on Tuesday night to take on Daniel Bryan, that's absolutely, you know, a, a good move for the hardcore audience that knows who Mustafa Ali is. But as far as in the bigger picture goes, I don't think it necessarily moves the needle in a measurable manner because that 205 Live roster is so buried under the radar, tons of people just don't know who they are. You know, I mean, it, it's it's not any fault of the talent involved. It's the fault of the way WWE has marketed that brand to where, you know, if you're not looking for it on the network, you wouldn't know it exists. I mean, after two years of that brand being up and running, I'm not sure what the end game and the point of it is if they don't invest the time in promoting it and getting it out there. Now, maybe this is a step in trying to raise the uh, bar again and getting those guys out where people will see them. But would it help raw it wouldn't hurt but also i don't think it necessarily would improve things ratings wise to have like say oh we're gonna have drew gulak on this week or uh cedric alexander is gonna show up or, or even have buddy murphy on there defending the cruiserweight title one week i mean it'd be cool it's something to do throughout the three hours but i don't think it's necessarily gonna draw any eyeballs hmm. well here's the thing raw has been running the same show for since january of 1991 they haven't really changed it that much. The format's pretty much the same. The content is pretty much the same. The difference between back then and really up until the advent of the internet and DVR is, well, we don't have to watch that anymore. There is an overabundance of wrestling content, be it good or bad. If you want to watch TNA, uh, Major League Wrestling, um, everything that's available on Powerbomb.tv, your local indie federation. There, there's been, we've talked about this over the past couple of months too, that there's a renaissance in wrestling and how people consume their wrestling. And if you don't want to watch the three hours, you can watch on a Hulu in, in under 90 minutes. So in this DVR world that we live in, what incentive is there to block out three whole hours up until 11 o'clock to watch any segment of Raw when it's going to be the same thing that they did last week? And you can argue that, like, well, they need to have a plan and a formula to keep the show moving. And we know that they're in a holding pattern until they kick off the Royal Rumble um, shenanigans after the holidays, which will start the road to WrestleMania and then and build that up until April. But there, there are other things that we've talked about before that really could happen and arguably should happen, such as just taking a month off. Do your house shows. Fill the seats, but I can't miss you if you won't go away. You know, other things that need to happen, but filling it with NXT talent that they don't really acknowledge or 205 Live talent or other, you know, celebrity guests or whatever, they just need to get back to, I don't know, wrestling. How about you open the show with a wrestling match? I mean, why can't we open the show with JoJo or whoever the uh, ring announcer is that says, the following matchup is scheduled for one fall. People would lose their damn minds if they got, I don't know, uh, Braun Strowman versus you know Lesnar for 15 minutes to open Raw. Yep. But, I, but unfortunately, I don't see that happening. And you can't tell me that, well, we need a segment to build up what the main event is going to be. 
No, I mean, no, let's don't. be honest now. Half the segments sometimes don't even make sense. And I get it. If you got your little uh, comedic relief segments, that's fine. They don't make sense, but they work because that's what it is. You're just doing something for the hell of it. But yeah, why not just do a match because because of it? And I, I, I again, I think the Daniel Bryan and Mustafa Ali match was refreshing. It brought a lot of it. It, it worked all platforms for them. It, it worked. Um, it worked social media. Um, it's obviously going to work the network for people that may be more interested now into seeing what two hundred five does. Um, I, and hopefully, you know, it proved more. It proved for improved ratings for SmackDown. Um, so you know. If Raw was to do it, then yeah, why not? But at the but it just you know at the same time, it just needs to be a little calculated so that it's just not um is is it's not done in vain. So yeah, I will I will be cool to see somebody like Cedric come up and you know face Finn Balor or something just because and it's just you know it is just that two or five live people are looking for opportunity. I mean, granted, Leo Rush did wrestle last week. It was it what I think. This week he wrestled. This week, okay, it was this week. Yeah, and I didn't see the match, but I saw it on Twitter, and um, I was like, okay, cool. He's he's in his gear, so he must have he must have really you know wrestled, or or did he just you know run around? I'm not sure, but yeah, it would be cool to see if eventually all roles were leading to Finn Balor versus Leo Rush. We know that can potentially be a good match. Um, I think it held, elevates the two or five live brand. It also would probably drop eyes back down to their own show and um it, it remixes things a little bit i just hope that this is not a one of those things where it's just like oh 205 live this 205 live this this guy's a cruiserweight that this guy's a cruiserweight this i mean at this point now if you're going to have them wrestle match just have them do it well, let me make sure this let, let, let's say that we open the show with uh a match between and, and a pretty damn good one 10 minutes long uh daniel bryan versus leo rush i think that'd be pretty entertaining it's a match that i want to see yeah and then nia Jax comes to down interrupts the match, squashes them both, <laughs> uh, and tosses both of their asses out the ring, and then demands uh, uh, Becky Lynch. See, uh, see, the only thing is they're not. No, see, no, no, again, I, before before you say like, well, we can't do that because, and this is obviously a one time thing. I'm just saying that that would be something so radically different and spontaneous mm-hmm. that you kind of have to see what happens next. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously- and I think with Nia Jax specifically with her size and the she would be the he, big brooding heel that they want her to be that because she has a Britney Spears song for a theme song she can't um <laughs> and you know she wants like you want her to toss people out of the rings so I'm not I'm not, you I think that she could do that to Leo Rush and oh, like no, Ron dart his ass out the ring oh yeah she, she absolutely could but you know the first thing that would happen like you'd, you'd immediately have the cries come in from the kids being oh Leo Rush just got buried he just got buried <laughs> Naya ended his career right oh. there He's yeah, done. I, I, I saw people calling for Mustafa Ali being buried for the match even happened. I was like, come on now, really? Yeah, because yeah, because losing to the WWE champion is a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, or even having a spot. Anyway, you opened up SmackDown, and I was going to say, Jamal, too, I mean, Darren Bryan did have a mic in his hand and cut a promo maybe that lasts for about two minutes, but then the match immediately did start after that. Um so I, I, it will be cool to see them inch closer to you, right? It's starting it off with the bell ring, and I, I would love it. Right. I think so. I think what part of it would need to be, and we kind of had this before a couple years back, when they on a regular basis had Cena doing the um the open U.S. Challenge. title open challenge. Yeah. Now, not necessarily. But that's just lazy, though. No, no, no. But I'm not saying it has to involve. What I was going to say is it doesn't have to involve a title, but create something where it becomes clear that every week someone will show up. It doesn't necessarily have to be against a specific person. It doesn't necessarily have to always be in the same manner, but create that instance of uh, unpredictability as far as like, well, someone who's not normally here from NXT or the UK brand or 205 Live can insert themselves into the show in some way. You don't yeah. know what it's going to be, but you got to start doing it on a consistent enough basis where people start being, oh, who's it going to be this week? Who's it going to be next week? You know, or they can well, tease it in some way, something where people would start anticipating it as opposed to just having it be a one-off. Like, like we were saying, it's like they did um this week, they did Mustafa Ali. That's all great and everything. But if nothing happens next week, then it's like, okay, Mustafa Ali was on SmackDown once wrestled down to Brian. That was it. Right. Yeah, yeah right. The unpredictability is the key factor here. That's what got me excited about it. That's what made sure I didn't watch it live, so I watched it um, today or whatever on um, Hulu. 
And it, it immediately was something of my interest. I think a lot of people like the unpredictability. I actually think, and what a lot of wrestling talent have said that, you know, people are taking the fun out of wrestling because everyone wants to read the dirt sheet and predict everything. But, you know, with that happening, like an hour before the show started, I mean, that's hella great. I didn't need to know why Mustafa Ali got picked. It's just interesting but, to see that it was somebody that I know. And obviously, people should be somewhat familiar with because he's in WrestleMania. He got the opportunity with Daniel Bryan, and it was it, it was a good match. But but to be fair though, uh, the way we watch sports is exactly the way we watch wrestling. Uh, it, whether it, it's it's not the dirt it's not the dirt sheets in football, but how many people uh, back way back when you had to call a nine hundred number. Um, to get your picks on injuries and stuff like that to bet on games. <laughs> now you just listen to Jay Glazer's report or watch one of the podcasts or listen to Stan Shannon Sharp in the morning or Dan Patrick in the morning, and they're breaking down. I mean, ESPN, do they even show sports anymore? Or do they just spend yes. the entire morning breaking down every microsecond of whatever game that they're – the big game of the week in whatever sport except hockey because they hate it? So – yeah, they, they show sports, but yeah, I get your point. <laughs> but, but my my point, but they don't. The amount of live sports that they show on ESPN versus the amount of breaking down uh, the football game and talking about Aaron Rodgers' fingernails is not comparable. They they got different networks that predominantly handle certain tasks. I mean, you you watch the ESPNU, you're getting primarily, and there's enough. There's definitely a, enough abundance of uh, right. But you see how far down you got to go to actually get yeah, sports. But that's yeah. not my point. My yeah. my point actually is with because a lot of their stuff, and you can blame this on the news. And Eric Bischoff actually had a really good TED talk um, that you can find online about how the news uh, is taking a lot of their uh, of their dissemination of information from wrestling. Mm -hmm. They're not a lot of the news. If you look at like the lineup. Of, of shows on cable um, cable news network, pick one. It's not actually news; it's opinion. ESPN isn't bringing you sports; they're bringing you Stuart Scott and well, not Stuart Scott; he's in hell. But they're bringing you Stephen A. Smith. Um, you know, it's not actual sports anymore, except on in primetime. And it's WWE is doing the exact same thing. Well, well, okay, it's a little off tangent, but I will say this: that playing sports all day is not going to bring in ratings like drama. And the the entertainment factor does. Well, I mean, I'm not saying ratings, but I'm saying the way we consume information is yeah, very yeah, similar yeah, 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 to yeah. how it is around sports. Yeah, no, especially I, with the I, advent I, of fantasy football and yeah. all the different dirt sheets or for mm -hmm. the NFL and who's doing what, who didn't practice. They're yeah. talking football on Tuesday about who didn't practice, who won't practice on Wednesday, and the game yeah, ain't until Monday night. Yeah, yeah but to, to my point is that when you, we talk about sports, and you talk about the fact that we watch sports, some of the highest and most, um, the, some of the my the some of the most highest rated and 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 thoroughly most enjoyed parts of sports is the unpredictable factor in sports. People like the college football championship because they want to know who's going to be the final four teams. People will like the fine, uh, the, excuse me, March Madness because people want to see the big upsets. And then when it comes to the draft, people want to see who's going to be the who's going to be you know in the first with, with, right. But what do they have before all of those shows though? They have some guy in a suit talking about it, breaking it down, taking the mystique out of it mm -hmm. before March Madness starts. Their selection Sunday, yeah. Before but, the uh, college football champion playoff starts, there is that selection Saturday or whatever it is. Yeah, I understand that, but no one's watching that. What I'm telling you is that the hell they aren't. Yeah, no one's watches. Uh, Selection yeah. Sunday is a thing. Yeah, that's the and that's you know the, damn well it's a thing. Yeah, no, I'm saying, but that's the unpredictable factor because you don't know who's going to be in those four teams. I'm saying that when it comes down to anything that's going to spike interest with people, people love the unpredictable factor and nature of things. I think that to your point originally, if Raw continues to do the same thing over and over and over. It's going to be boring. Ratings are going to drop, which they have, and then no one watches. I'm saying that what, what SmackDown is doing, and considering the fact of instating talent into a match just because, and somebody from 205 Live, I think it absolutely drew um, a, a peak interest for people. And I think that that's a good recipe that Raw can do if they know how to do it correctly, not announced this week like for instance Lars Sullivan's being announced for TLC now 
cool because we don't know what he's going to do. Why not just have him show up? Why right. not just have him show up? And then, okay, and then I'm just going to I'm gonna move to the next point is that let's talk about what NXT did this week. NXT put out a tweet um, earlier this week about Ricochet is going, I'm sorry, last week Ricochet did a video about saying he want to challenge his belt, ch- uh, uh, lay a challenge for his title and he was going to go to Ray, uh, William Regal and see who the competitor, who who who's going to step up. And then they, you know, basically foreshadowed that he met him and a mystery uh, part, uh, a mystery opponent was going to show up. And no one really had any clue except for the people down in Full Sail because it's already been pre-taped. But Tyler Breeze showing up at NXT to challenge Ricochet. That's I mean, a huge deal. That's a big deal to me. It is. And for all the reasons that we can just talk about right now, as far as that, you know, he can be, he, he's able to display the talent and, 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 and that should be part of something like he used to be. And, and then against Ricochet at that too. I mean, again, another good match that left a good feel and good interest to people and people who may not have watched it live, you know, did. And I think that's cool because we know that Tyler Breeze has shown up at NXT in, in previous time. Not sure. And the house shows at that too. The revival's done it before too. And it's just, you know, I just think the unpredictable factors is working to all different like it's like levels of uh just levels of success right now for 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 the consumer. Well, I think two things need to happen, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. I think the fact that we're talking about unpredictability inherently makes it unpredictable. Yeah. If we're waiting to be surprised, <laughs> how will we be surprised? So I think as fans, we need to all take a step back mm-hmm. and let the show happen mm-hmm. and then assess. Mm-hmm. But I think also as fans, we need to call them on their bullshit and say, hey, y'all did this. Let's switch it up a bit. Yeah. Um, because because let's, let's just be honest. Uh, Will, last, what, two <laughs> weeks ago? Uh-huh. Seth Rollins built up a lot of anticipation, right? Right. He came out. That's right, when they when they brought out stale old Dolph Ziggler and just re- <laughs> rehashed a match the two of them had been doing for, for weeks on end at that point. Yeah, they, that was a perfect example of where they didn't pay off on it because people wanted something different. I mean... Even if you know people are thinking, well, even if it had been Bray Wyatt, just because he hasn't been on TV, at least that'd be something fresher than, oh no, we're just gonna redo the match we've been doing for for weeks now. Anyway, that you've already seen. Um, I love the idea of what they did in NXT with Tyler Breeze going down. Everything doesn't always have to be people going up from NXT to the main roster. We can totally have people go down and get to have, you know. Let let their hair down and really let it all hang out in a way that they don't get to do on the main roster. I mean, Tyler Breeze don't get to have a match like he did with Ricochet on the main roster ever. Main roster, ever. he's playing fashion police every week. Mm-hmm. If he even makes TV. And that's mm-hmm. all fun and good, but we got to see the old Tyler Breeze yeah. this Wednesday on NXT. Yeah. And that's and with the amount of pieces of talent they have. And the amount of hours of TV WWE has to fill, that's a real easy thing they could do. With just just move some chess pieces around, yep. you know. Okay, well tonight, you know, uh, so we're gonna have a six man tag, and uh, this team needs a partner. Oh, who who's gonna be their partner? And it's everyone thinking, oh, it's gonna be someone on the show. And then, oh wait, no, look at this. Ricochet showed up one night. And Ricochet shows up for one night in teams with someone. You know, what's well, the thing? What well, the the last time? that I can say that I was genuinely surprised and anticipated a WWE anything was when my old best friend, Viral Meningitis, came through <laughs> off the bench and, and, and worked, his, worked his magic and set the world on fire. We can't have Viral Meningitis. You know, we can't ask too much of <laughs> I mean, we all, so, it's bad enough we got to call vacant every right, other week. We can't call WWE vacant. Um, or, or the uh, um, um, the unknown commissioner every single time. It's like 22-time <laughs> champion. The anonymous general manager. The anonymous plus GM. Yeah. A laptop. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but that, that's the thing. Uh, we can't do that. And I think part of the WWE right now is that they're in the middle of, of like a big midlife crisis. And I don't. I think that's like a perfect example of it. They want to be new and hot and happening, but they can't let go of the past. 
Yeah. Nope. I mean, they, they did the thing in Saudi Arabia, and it had a bunch of old heads on there for no reason. But then they came up with tout because they want to invent social media. <laughs> you don't invent that. You don't. You know, it, ha- it has to happen organically. You need to let the. You need to lead the people. They'll tell you which direction to go. Drive the bus. Instead, so, yeah. Go ahead. So let's let's ask a few questions about this scenario too. Now, okay. Now to Will's point, yeah. Everyone doesn't need to come up. Some people need to go down, and I really hate that it's called up and down because I mean, is it? As far as I'm concerned, NST is up, but people consider it down. And also, Jamal, I'm gonna plug you in on something for a second. But um, for you guys, um, so we all agree that top, this Tyler Breeze match thing. There, and a lot of and, and again, a lot of NXT alumni definitely had backings uh, for him. Were very adamant about saying, you know, they were happy for him to be able to display what he can do and show the power of what NXT presents. Um, but personally, do you guys feel like that was a success for Tyler Breeze overall, or is he on thin ice? And this may be, um, I, I'm not going to like not not a demotion, but maybe. Quickly well, maybe seen an exit or something soon. He he he's not on thin ice because they wouldn't have given him the TV time if he was. Okay. That that the TV time's too valuable just to to put him down there and give and give him that much of a spotlight. What what I've been wanting to see, and I think we're heading towards it, is we're quickly, I think, getting to the point where with NXT touring more and more and having like, you know, the little Florida circuit they do, and then the tours they go out on, on the weekends. With the more you know talent they're heading pushing towards TV and stuff, we're getting to the point that you could easily have some key pieces of talent in NXT that are NXT talent that are gonna homestead there, that aren't gonna leave, that are gonna kind of be not necessarily the top people there, but they're always gonna be in the mix there, and that's where they're gonna be. Tyler Breeze, I think, would be kind of someone perfect for that for a okay. while just to be, be down there as part of the part of the regular roster without, but, but without to be not, fair it's a it's a different show and we've been saying that from the beginning and we and every time that we talk about nxt we talk about the elephant in the room and that's the call up to the main roster right and we always talk about how this person won't work this person has a chance this person needs to stop go to tna and, and we and that's unfortunate and then we go back and say like well these call-ups this time last year didn't do so well and we blame those people that didn't do so well and the bottom line is and we said this every single time is that NXT is Canadian football and then you send them to the NFL they are not the same thing though they are very damn close but if you're not training them for the NFL they're not going to succeed in the NFL very true very true and that's and until WWE decides to actually make NXT either a minor league brand that they say disparagingly but like treat it as a G League. Yo, do you it's think a part of the fold? Do you think Fox has anything to do with this? No. Because I, Fox only gives a shit about SmackDown. No, 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 no. I know. But I mean, do you do you think that Fox has anything to do with the fact that people are being shuffled around so that they're not being complacent on one show? Now, if you think about this now, Laura Sullivan probably going to Raw. So that's a call up. We have Tyler Breeze going down to NST from SmackDown. So that's what a call down. And then you have Mustafa Ali going to um, SmackDown, which is a vertical up. Uh, I'm sorry, a slanted up. So do you think at at this point, too, do you think anybody makes an appearance at 205 Live or something? But do you think any anyway, do you think that this is something that um, is is being put in place because of SmackDown? Uh, Not this early on. It's it's way too early for any of that. I, th- I think they, they, they got some ideas. I think they're shuffling stuff around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, now what it may have something to do with not SmackDown, but all the rumblings of all elite wrestling, if that ends up becoming something come January, you know, you got all these rumors of stuff starting up with everyone leaving ROH and, and New Japan's contracts coming up. I think where it becomes something is NXT becomes your brand that, is on a more of an even playing field with them where you could be take getting guys and be like, look, and why would you want to sign with all elite wrestling when, when you could, you could be part of NXT, you know, which they've been doing anyway. But if you expand that roster and if they expand, you know, if they get more hours of TV through this Fox deal, 
then you can justify having more people at NXT and also making, like I said, going back to the idea, you make NXT a destination in and of itself. Sure, some people are going to move up to the main roster, the people that are like, you know, you're going to have to really shell out some money for. Like, I mean, obviously, if they get, if they shell out the money and get a Kenny Omega, he ain't going to be on NXT. And if he is, it ain't going to be for long. But he's probably going straight to the main roster, you know? But. What it comes down to is you have people on a lower level. You could be like, okay, like someone like, um, uh, if we're going through all those Bullet Club guys, someone like Adam Page, where it's like, okay, well, apparently the rumor is they offered him NXT and he yeah. didn't want it. But I mean, you up the up the pay, you up that uh, you up the appeal of like NXT being like, hey, you know, you you can you can be a, a main guy down here and and it not have that fear of getting called up and being misused. Sure, you know. Make NXT the the destination. Two questions. What happens with Fandango? Good question. <laughs> He's definitely been shredded, shedding, and got shredded. Trying I, to get noticed. <laughs> maybe, maybe his destination may be two hundred five live. Considering that Wizardface was able to make way, Fandango may be able to too. I think that would be a good. Um, that would be really refreshing for him and that roster. Um, second thing. Now, I, I wasn't able to actually figure out who, but I did see that Keith Lee worked a dark match on the SmackDown set. I don't know who he worked it with. I'm going to assume it had to be been the NXT person. Do you think that maybe that might be something they may be brewing up with having some NXT talent tour with the SmackDown crew? That way that... Um, you are able to do a little bit more of these type of combinations and stuff. Obviously, Honestly, they used to do it. be part of that. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, well and, I, and obviously, you you bring people up like that to work a dark match so that they can take a look at them. Which okay. is for, and which and, and I think you should totally do. They should totally do more of that with the idea of kind it gives incentive for incentive for people to go to house shows and be like, hey, who who knows? You might see some the be an NXT dark match opener or something or somewhere yeah. on the card. We're gonna have an NXT match. With some people that we're you know we're taking a look at this weekend that we brought out and you know maybe we'll just have do NXT versus NXT or maybe we'll have them work a sm- if it's a SmackDown house show maybe we'll have them work a SmackDown talent you know mm-hmm. and, and that's another thing like we were talking about with the idea of like you know it doesn't have to be an open challenge but just the idea that little wild card things like that where it's like we we know they have all this talent under the WWE umbrella between all these different brands. Just to make it clear that, hey, we can move some of these pieces around and you're never quite sure what you're going to see. And that's, a, I think, a very easy way that you could you can spark a little bit of, you know, it's not necessarily unpredictability, but it's like a wild card in the deck on every show. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, so, Jamal, let's because let's, you just recently watched it. Let's 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 see your thoughts about the whole League of Legends thing. And okay. bring us off the speed for anybody that. Don't okay. Know so, um, uh, day before Survivor Series in Los Angeles, uh, WWE and uh, Riot Games they did a thing where they put uh, they played a game of League of Legends, and you had some NXT superstars versus WWE superstars hosted by uh, the event was hosted by the New Day. Uh, really, Xavier was Xavier was on Up Up Down Down channel. Um. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think I watched it somewhere else, but yeah, yeah, it's there too. Um, so the thing, the, the video's been doing well. In a month, it's gotten the three-quarter of a million views, and it's a good time. Um, the game was actually fun, and I kind of get why League of Legends is a thing for people. Um, however, recently, uh, I think earlier this week, Triple H tweeted that NXT is going on another road trip after Royal Rumble, which includes the a show in Poughkeepsie, New York, NXT WWE presents NXT versus WWE. Now, maybe it's a reach. I hope it's not. But this would be kind of cool to see the rumbling makings, not necessarily of an invasion angle, because I think those generally don't work. But the rumblings of NXT versus WWE, and I say maybe a pay-per-view next year. I think this is about the time that NXT actually takes the turn from uh, the brand that WWE forgot to a legit contender alternatively to Raw and SmackDown. And it makes sense that we're seeing a lot more guys go down to NXT 
and and do things recently. Obviously, we just got finished talking about Tyler Breeze going down there and doing work. Um, how was the reaction for him? Like, did he still have it? Like, because the extension didn't really get that same pop when they went back down to NXT uh, last year. I, I mean, that was kind of like a house show thing. This was on TV time. It was big. Again, okay. Everybody yeah, got over. It was in full sale, so it got it got over huge. It was, right. it was like it was, it was definitely it was definitely treated as our boys returning home. You know. Okay. Yeah, so that is a thing. And everything too. Vignette and um, they yeah, they they had the whole package for them. Okay, cool. So this thing is called and and the pre-sale is going on now, but tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. for Poughkeepsie, New York, and amongst the other cities, uh, Lowell Mass, Kingston, Rhode Island, and uh, Thomas River, New Jersey. But in Poughkeepsie, it's called WWE versus NXT. That's the first time I've seen a title like that. And then coincidentally, we had the League of Legends thing that snuck in there just before Survivor Series that was WWE versus NXT. Do you think that we're you know, building towards something? Or is this really much ado about nothing? Hard to say. Hard to say. Going back to what I was just saying a second ago, I think... I, you know it's got to be on their radar because the rumblings are all over the place, and we're not going to know for a couple more weeks if there is actual smoke, you know, I mean, fire to go along with the smoke that we keep talking about. If this all elite wrestling thing is a real thing, if they have a TV deal, if it's really going to be a company and they have that financial backing we're talking about coming out of Florida, if that's going to be a real thing and they start signing people, you know darn well Vince is going to go as hard as he can to immediately start messing with them and making well, their man. life. Well, let me answer this. Let me say one thing. Let me finish one thing here. My, my thinking is this. If that is going to happen, Vince, I think, immediately does not view them on the level of WWE and Raw and SmackDown. But I think he would absolutely use NXT as the brand to mess with them. That's my thinking. So let me make sure that you say about Vince, how much of an input do you think Vince still has, considering that he is knee deep in XFL stuff? Um, obviously, to, to put on a full scale event at the League of Legends Stadium in Los Angeles, that's not something that Vince would I want to say sign off on, but that's definitely not his brainchild. Yeah. OK, you know, well, yeah, that's right, because at the at the same matter, it is Triple H. He is very in tune with social media and things that's happening around. Here. He's actively recruiting. So he's under, he's definitely trying to contemplate the reason of why people are turning down contracts to come to um, come to the major leagues, you know. So, you know, it's it, it has to be there in board meetings and on just round table, or even just hallway talks like. You know, they're trying to do something and brushing it off. And of course, Vince being the businessman, want to make sure the money adds up. Of course, he's going to say, well, you know, get it done or I'll sign off on it, whatever it's going to be. Um, I don't think he's going to have major input into the creative of how this form of like dominance is going to be done. But I know he's going to have his maybe his eyes and his ears to a point of saying, like, just make sure you get it done. Do whatever you have to do. And mm -hmm. and I, to Will's point, I don't think it's necessarily going to interfere with his God baby, the golden baby of Raw, but that leaves everything else up to play. And I think that's that's where you get 205 Live and SmackDown and NXT and this shuffleboard of ideas and possible creativity. And I think that with and also, too, I mean, I think about this. If you're going to be a, a new signing, considering what they're doing with SmackDown right now, and then SmackDown is going to be featured on Fox. I mean. <laughs> that seems like a golden ticket to me. Well, I think with the Fox thing, it's going to be a little bit more of, since they want a more sports angle, do you think that Fox is going to go towards, not necessarily the New Japan style, but more towards the traditional um, wrestling you know, aspect and, and less character-driven? Um, like, for I example, do you think that Fox is going to pass on an Aleister Black but pump up a, an Antonio Cesaro? Not based on skill, but the fact that one is a wrestler in the more traditional sense and the other one has like 2,000 candles at the ring. I think if the presentation is right and the skill matches, those are going to be their key people. But at the same time, yeah. none of that's going to matter because all they're going to care about is who is the biggest star. We want them. So if you're not Ronda Rousey, John Cena, Roman Reigns, and Charlotte, I don't think they're going to really care. I think it just leaves an opportunity for people to step up to be noticed. 
Yeah, well, I, I my thinking has kind of been when they get to that point of next fall with SmackDown launching on Fox, I think the difference for the two shows is going to be less promos, less backstage vignettes, le- less of all the uh, surrounding soap opera stuff that you get on Raw. You'll still have that on SmackDown, but I think there won't be as many minutes of it, and they'll try to keep the focus more on on action and keeping things moving and not having a 20-minute promo like you do on Raw. You know, that's I think they'll be like, okay, you, know, you can go ahead and go out there and talk, but keep it to seven minutes. Don't do no 15. You know, I think there's gonna be more of that. Where they'll, it's still gonna look like a WWE show, but it's not gonna be so heavy on all the soap opera and the Gaga. I, I hope so. Uh, yeah, I swear <laughs> to God, if they if they start a match, if they start if they open the show with a pyro and B an actual match, then you have my attention, Fox. Right on there. All right, so what else did we cover? I, I, I know tonight we talked a lot about opportunities and, and different types of people being promoted and demoted or whatever you want to consider. I really I really do hate those words when it comes down to it. I get raw is raw. I do get that. But everything else, I feel like, you know, we, we need to see more of this. I think it got a good innovation from its social media and from other talent, stuff like that. I, it would be cool to see more like that. I... Um, but but to be fair, you hate calling it a demotion because you and, and I agree that NXT is not a demotion. It's yeah. arguably better than Raw and SmackDown in a lot of ways. Yeah, I just think um, it's like it's, it's even if it were two hours. Yeah, no, I just think it's 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 a norm that people need to get out of. Um, and I think once more uh, hell, once a few people come out and cut a few promos about it not being a demotion, Corey Graves tries his best to do it. Um, yeah, but he's and, such and a tool Nigel, sometimes. And Nigel, Nigel, yeah, and, and, and that's why the seriousness can't be there at times. But Nigel McGinnis is very adamant about it as well, too. Um, it'd just be cool to see that NST is its own brand, and you never know who's going to show up. 205 Live, anyone who, who could meet the requirements may show up. It would just be really damn cool if Fandango did just show up and was like, look, I know I've been hurt, but look at my physique, because that's all he's been posting on the social media. I believe that I made the requirements and okay. So let's see what you can do. There's zero reason that Finn Balor or Ray Mysterio Jr. Couldn't be on two Oh five live. No, for sure. And and that's, that's what I thought. And now I've just lost all faith in it considering that it's on raw. That's what I thought was really going to happen with Finn Balor and Leo rush. I really thought that we were going to get that because I believe Finn Balor was, you know, having a feud with Bobby Lashley and Leo kept being a factor into him losing to the point Dave was going to say, well, why don't y'all two just, you know, have a match? And if it's on Raw, it's cool. Well, why can't Finn show up in 205 Live and cost him a match, you know? Stuff like that is what I'm looking forward to. And God knows I want to see um, Cedric Alexander go. Uh, it's a ton of people on the rosters. I would I would love to see him go again. And even Apollo Crews, who I think really needs something right now, maybe a little bit overweight. But I'll be pretty, it'd when be, did Apollo Crews not need something? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Titus Worldwide was was hot. Where? where? <laughs> what, what 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 year was that? I must have missed it. That whole year. You're right. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm out, I'm out of reach there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but yeah, that's I don't know. So yeah, what else what else we need to cover? Well, I mean, there there are other things that we're you know not gonna cover. I'm just gonna run run down real quick. Um, hashtag ice ice shamey. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Um, if you've seen that rap battle, watch the Usos. I mean, they laid bars. Xavier Woods was like just stock shop the entire time. Wish I could repeat, remember some of it. I know, I know he talked about his rapper, uh, um, Seamus Athen career and he made a reference to the Ninja Turtles and then he made a reference oh. to the turnbuckle being Cesaro's like, um, uh, uh, nemesis for knocking his teeth out or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, oh, be, I'll be checking that out a little bit later on. Yeah, well, oh, it was good. I mean, now we're talking about WWE rap battle. Good. <laughs> okay. We're talking. We're talking. Usos did not miss a step after their first year. Uh, okay. Of doing this. It, it, was, um, it was good. We're definitely not going to talk about Jimmy Jacobs in this interview saying that writing uh, three hours worth of TV uh, every Monday night is hard. 
Um, <laughs> we pretty much covered that with what we're talking about tonight. Right. Shuffling the deck and ways to improve things. Hey, man, look, I understand. People got jobs. Everyone has jobs. People have um, national security jobs. People got Uber jobs. Everyone has a level of 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 a difficulty in this of the difficulty in their job. The, the the bottom factor is you get paid to do it. So you just got to do it. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. That's the thing. I don't care. Yeah, like, I mean, like, like I, I don't, I don't want to sound callous, but uh, I'm sure, you know, like Saturday Night Live, uh, South Park, you know, all these shows that come up with a new thing every week each and they have week, to turn it out. Week. Yep. Um, and they, yep. they, they choose to turn it out in, in days instead of going to, yep. I don't care. Yeah. That's not my job to make it entertaining. That's your job. Yeah. Right. And, and my guys, job is to laugh, cry, or whatever the emotion, applicable emotion is, or turn the shit off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as long as we understand what we are at the table, could you do your job already. Could you yeah. imagine if yeah. like... The only thing I wanted to say about the whole Jimmy Jacobs thing that I thought, from the way the reaction it got online is like you know you pretty much had like two camps you had people being like no i get that it can be really tough because you have all these like different pieces you know people get hurt and you have ideas and stuff planned and then it all get all thrown out the window and there's a lot of people down right now and then of course you had the other camp of, of people being like i could come up with a three-hour episode of raw yeah but that, like, that's stupid within, no you can't within, Within forty-five <laughs> minutes, and it'd be great and all this. No one. It, it, it'd be. It, it'd be. It, there's no problem. I don't know why you guys make things so difficult and and all this. And like, and the thing that really got me, I put it up last night, and it nails it on the head. Is you got to remember, like, and this applies to any job. These guys are writing a show to make their boss happy. Yeah. Like in any job, you're trying to make your boss happy. You know, and they're whether we like it or not. You got this old 73-year-old guy at the head of that table, and you can write the best darn Raw and Tarnation because you've played WWE 2K19 nonstop since dropped in October. If that old man at the front of the table takes your script and balls it up and throws it in the trash and says, I don't like it, you're, you're dead in the water. You are dead in the water, and that happens on a pretty regular basis from what we hear where Vince decides, I don't like it. We're starting over. And it's like one o'clock on a Monday afternoon. Right. It, it it sucks that that's what it is, but that is the nature of that job. We've heard tons of stories like that over the years of just we had the show all set and then Vince decided I don't like it. Throw it out. Start over. You know? Right. Well, look, the part and, and then and then that's how you get. Well, we got a six man tag match. Holla, 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 holla. Right, yeah, right. At the same time, too, if you got employed for a job, you know who you're working with. You know what their requirements are. Then you need to stick to your norm and do it. And yeah, well, that, that's the thing about like uh, about wrestling, uh, or like with anybody. Uh, there are guys that play in the basketball, knowing good and damn well that they will never get a ring, <laughs> but they also know that they're not going to play in China or Lithuania to chase a ring because they're going to keep that good NBA paycheck coming in with them good NBA benefits. Look, those hype men at the end of the bench, you'll never hear them complain about how they, well, there was this one guy this year that did it, which was absolutely blasphemy, but you never hear about those hype men at the end of the bench talk about, man, I could get in there and put up more points than LeBron. LeBron I wish somebody would sign me to their practice squad. (laughs) I would have all the team logos on me. (laughs) (laughs) But the bottom line is, is that, yes, uh, it is tough to uh, be on the pulse of what um, the fans want and still have maintaining your vision uh, of what you set out to do. Mm-hmm. And then you have this uh, old man who's stuck in like the 80s when in his glory days that doesn't really have a grip on what the people want. Uh, it's a balancing act. Yep. Uh, you're spending many, many plates and the shit is live. So you don't know what's going to happen. You, they've had to cancel because of snowstorms. They had to they do something else because of a national tragedy. They've had to, you know, you change a storyline because the crowd literally yelled, that's too far. And uh, had to uh, retract that yeah. and, and move on. Um, until, until they don't. The, the, right. the variables are endless. endless. They are endless. But see, my but thing see, is, is that I don't care. Yeah, no, but but see, that's the thing. When those variables come about, then that 70-year-old man with the headset does his job to do it. You don't hear him complaining, talk about <laughs> uh, ratings are low. And the the the, fi- the financial statement this year is low because it's hard for me to call audibles. Well, well, see, here's the thing, though. 
we're talking about ratings. McMahon has said time and time again that he doesn't care about ratings. Yeah. And the reason why he doesn't care about ratings is because he signed a billion-dollar deal with Fox. Yep. He signed a billion-dollar deal with, with uh, NBC. And he signed a $500 million deal with, uh, with um, Star Sports in India. Yeah. And so as and, far and as his board of directors are concerned, WWE stock is actually up. So what ratings? Yep. Yep. Rating he cares about the balance in his checking account. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and he, like McMahon has so much money that he sold a hundred million shares of whatever his, of his stock or whatever he did with it. A hundred million dollars worth of his shares in his stock to start the football league that won't even see the light of day until 2020. Yep. What else? So, what else? I think if you're a wrestling fan right now, you just got to wait it out till Vince actually quits and Triple H takes over Raw. Yeah. And then don't even and don't hold your breath necessarily for that because who knows how much is going to actually change when that happens. I, I keep hearing that thrown out there. They're like, you know, well, we see what he's done in NXT. It's going to be like NXT. No, it's not. No, he's it's not. Much, he's said it's not going to be. He's like, he recognizes that the mainstream brands of Raw and SmackDown are aimed at a different demographic. And NXT what? is its own thing. It's a harder core audience. It's more work rate based. It's its own entity. It, it's just it's with a different, a different show. edge. Yeah, it's a different edge. It's just Raw a different and SmackDown show. are not going to become NXT the moment Vince is gone. It Which isn't going to happen. I do think that it is on us as fans to acknowledge that that uh, Raw isn't going to be what we what we thought it was going to be back in ninety four, ninety five, ninety six. That show is now NXT. Watch that show. Yeah. Because yeah. after 2000, they did the whole, when they switched over from WWF to WWE, that Raw died. Yeah. And now John Cena took over yeah, as the yeah. prototype. And, yeah. and, that's what, and that's what these kids are, they grew up with. They grew up with Cena and Orton and Evolution yeah. and these things. And I'm not saying that that's good or bad. It's irrelevant, really. But the bottom line is, is that at 35, the Raw that I didn't watch because I was watching Nitro, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. The closest thing to that is your local indie fed or on TV, NXT. Yeah. And, and, and Lucha Underground. I'll give them credit. It's a damn good show. But that's the, I, don't, I think that people want Raw to be what it was in 98 when Steve even, Austin was kicking ass. I don't even think that, to be honest. Well, yeah, there's those people. But I also think, too, people are so hell-strung hell on the fact that Raw is the A show, so it should be the best product. Well, Raw's the A show because it's Vince's A show. And so he's going to care the most about it. Everything else are working prototypes to to eventually be um, another dominant show. So you see a lot of different creative factors and um, mixture of things in, in the path. And I think ultimately that considering SmackDown with the SmackDown Live within the last three years and then it got rewarded by a huge uh, payday. I mean, that means you're doing something right. So um, Raw has this deal and we'll be good on USA Network for a while. And now SmackDown, something that you just had to rebrand and, you know, give it a, a, a different flavor. Now it has this contract. All right. is good. All is good. So this, you know, for it. So so for stars, it's like what you like. And and just, and, and just uh, accept the fact that that's what it's going to be. If Raw is going to be shit each week, then it is. And the ratings going to keep going down and that's it. And but watch, and, and like but honestly, me, and like anyone else, watch watch a, watch the Hulu version so that your eyes ain't bleeding for three hours and you're barely <laughs> sitting there for about two hours and you say, "Hey, man, I got it over with, I guess." And I missed a whole bunch of the parts that I probably didn't never need to see in the first place. Well, I mean, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You you if when you go to the buffet. This, this is why I like, I like to describe it a lot. If you go to the buffet, every darn thing on that buffet isn't out there with the idea that you're going to love it. They're trying to, <laughs> they are trying to serve different people and different crowds. Yeah. You may like the Chinese food on the buffet and then the Mexican food over there. You might not like that. Mm. That's fine. But don't complain about the other food being there because it's not intended for you. If you don't like the comedy segments on Raw, that's perfectly fine. Someone else out there probably digs them. Other people come out there and, you know, they might not, they want to see Leo Rush wrestle. 
but you might be totally into that. That's all fine and good. Heck, back during the Attitude Era, when people were when it was raw and nitro and everything was blowing up and tons of people were watching that didn't normally watch wrestling. I will never forget this, and I love to make this point all the darn time. There was a lady at my work that got into watching wrestling. Never watched it before, but it was so big that it caught her attention. She started watching Raw, and every week she'd start talking about it to me. And you know what she did? She'd turn it on. She'd watch the promos. She'd watch the entrances. And the moment a match would start, she'd turn the channel. The last thing she cared about was the wrestling. Mm-hmm. She just wanted to see the characters. Mm-hmm. That she was must it. be writing for WWE now. <laughs> but that was her thing. That's what she was all about. I mean, she was watching it every week and she knew everything that was going on. But the matches themselves, she didn't care about. She just wanted to know who won. Oh, then the Rock won. And uh, whatever little highlights they showed of it, that was fine with her. That's all she needed yeah. to see. She didn't I, want to sit there and watch a 20 minute match. There's didn't a lot care about the wrestling. There's a lot Lots of, those of people fans like still that. existing. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Yep. Different right. people like different things. That's my point. That's my point. Yep. Okay, so let's move on um, uh, real quickly. Uh, Jason Jordan um, has apparently been on the road with WWE, but obviously not in the wrestling capacity. Good for him. As he's still rehabbing from his neck. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Um, yeah. You know, good for, good for them for you know from keeping him up on things and yeah, uh, good for him for stepping behind the curtain. You know, never not everybody gets that second chance to mm-hmm. um, be a part of it in any way. Um, so apparently he was in Birmingham last week to get his neck evaluated by doctors, according to PW Insider. Uh, but he has been out since February, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't, I didn't realize now. it was. Yeah, that neck thing is is very serious. Yeah, good thing um, is a lot of science is coming forth with neck stuff. So um, good for him. I, I I don't think his career is done, but you know, with the with the advances of uh, medicine and necks, um, <laughs> he should be good to go at once they. You know, eventually, once it heals and eventually strengthens up, because I'm pretty sure he did some type of stem cell surgery. Um, so yeah, uh, Matt Hardy did an interview, um, and basically, in, and I want to say in India, uh, the long and short of it is, he's like, he should be the woken GM for Raw. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> cool. <laughs> cool. Not a horrible idea. Yeah, cool. Book it. Um, yeah, he said, and I quote, I think coming in as GM will be a fresh start, considering that I would be a good guy in many ways. Welcome to Matt Hardy being the character that he is and how over the top he is. I think he'd be very entertaining in a general manager role. I can put guys in unique situations or mattress. Uh, my interactions with each ta- and every talent will be unique. I think the funniest thing between broken Matt Hardy and woken Matt Hardy was the interaction I had with other performers. If you think Woken Matt Hardy interacting with the women's division and all the different athletes in the men's division, I think we have a very much entertaining TV there, and he's not wrong. Um, I, I, I'm down for that. It yeah, would make you all the ideas we were talking about with just creating wild situations and bringing people in and out. It'd be the perfect explanation for it because it's be Matt, you never know what Matt Hardy's going to do. Well, what you the hell is he going to do? He's yeah. insane. Yeah. And that honestly could make that. And then, then like as soon as he turns heel, he can just go broken, and just put like the the women's title in like an inferno ladder match. <laughs> you have to climb the ladder after setting it on fire to get the belt. Like, damn, Matt, calm down. Um, moving on, Cody Rhodes said that he passed up an offer from WWE quote weeks ago. He said that on Bruce Pritchard's something to wrestle podcast on an appearance there um the long and short of it is is that apparently wwe did make him an offer and nope and this was um i think they came out like within the last week i think want to say monday uh the story come out which ironically if you're talking about if you've been keeping up with being the elite uh cody came down with the quote money shakes uh as he was offered a large uh sum of money that kind of uh fried his uh, very blonde brain that he has there. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been, you know, kind of a thing. And obviously the t- clock is ticking between now and January 1st. Um, we really don't know what's going to happen. Okay, and that's actually, January. yeah. And that's kind of the thing. Like, but you, you know but, what? But you know what too is cool because the, 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 um, being the elite show, they don't really have much to talk about. So they got to bank on this story role of who's leaving for the long and create their Wait. own. Go ahead. Well, yeah, and and the and the big news of the weekend will be all those guys finish up with ROH this weekend. 
So final battle is this Friday, uh, the 14th, and um, the following night they tape TV. So how are they going to write out all those guys? This is the final uh, dates. Those guys will be working for ROH. So there's definitely going to be some uh, news coming out of ROH this weekend as far as uh, all the elite guys go. Oh, oh, by the way, too, because I, I don't think I mentioned this. Yo, that um, Punishment Martin, Mar, uh, Martinez match versus uh, – um, uh, oh, my God, wow, his name's dropping out my Matt head. Matt Riddle. Uh, Matt Riddle. What a match that was. And On cool. um, NXT? Yeah, and it's cool to see him featured right away. Hopefully this this whole Dodge Act thing pays off soon, too. But, yeah, good stuff from that. Yeah, uh, best Baron Corbin I've ever seen. <laughs> I actually like Baron Corbin as the GM right now. But no, that's for another day. No, you don't. Just don't even tell yourself <laughs> that lie. If I'm with Jamal on this one, hard pass on Corbin. Oh, it took me this long <laughs> to finally get over it because this just sounds like a whiny, just big baby, and it's just whatever. You, I don't know. It's 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 kind of weird and funny to me. Whatever. Anyway, are we done? We're I done. So we're done. All right, so uh, what's happening this weekend? Oh, right, Nova Pro this week. Um, up in Ashburn, right? Yeah, yeah, about, Saturday in Ashburn. I was about to say at Thursday old, at Old Ox Brewing. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was about to say Thursday. What is wrong with me? Yeah, so Nova Pro show is this Thursday. Um, I'll be there. It's not this Thursday. It's because today is Thursday. Oh, excuse me. Damn, it's this Saturday. Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday. I'll be there. I'm looking like a good car there. You can see all that at VA Wrestling. Um, and Sunday is TLC. So watch that if you got time or whatever. So that's how anyway, sort anyway, it out on. next week and see what the deal is. Where yeah, we we'll up. see what comes up out of it. <laughs> and, and to be fair, like check out Nova Pro on the Twitter machine because they're already booking matches for the WrestleMania show in uh, in Jersey City. So yes, I'm not saying I'm not saying that any one thing is going to steal the weekend, but there's some names. There's some, there's some notes that you need to take if you never heard of some uh, some names. Uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Sinjiro Otani. That might actually get me up to New York, uh, to, to that <laughs> New York area that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean that that's that's kind of a that's kind of a big deal. Um, that's a very big deal. That's a big yeah. match. <laughs> yeah. It's got me wanting to travel. That's for sure. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah. So at VA Wrestling on the Twitter machine. So go ahead and and check them out and uh, see you at Ashburn. Right on. All right, yeah, and check us out next week. We'll be live again. Um, we'll let you know if any uh, changes we make as we get closer to Christmas uh, break. Um, but yeah, next time we'll be back for another episode. Peace out. All right.